1: and it's a brand new show the midday grind coveted hour that's what the kids call it the coveted hour From noon to 1, and uh, hopefully T.J. understands how uh, this is a brand-new show. <laughs> All of those scorching hot takes you had between 10 and noon, just throw them in the trash can right over there. In fact, we're at the uh, Schnooks here in O'Fallon, Missouri, a lot of trash cans. Take those hot takes, pitch them. We should have moved the table over like an inch or two. Like a totally different show. Just like, just to really show that this is a different
0: program. So
2: this is the show where we're going to temper the expectations for Paul Goldschmidt instead of opening with he hit the ball
0: further than anyone we've ever seen yes, hit last, the ball. last show we were really pumped about the Blues. This yep. show we're a little
1: down. Yeah, That's just kind of how it happens. He's Wet blankets. Yes. People have asked me over the years about Frank, and they said, is he really that excited about the home team? Is he really that upbeat? And I said, it's not an act. He really gets that excited. I've been with him at Bush Stadium during batting practice. I was like, He'll punch my arm. Did you see that? And I'm like, what? Did you see that diving stop there by Wong? I'm like, it's 4.30 on a Tuesday. I, yeah. Okay. No, I didn't see. That's him, though. He's genuinely, and I am genuinely that negative, just like Hoff, the wet blanket. Yep. So we kind of temper it a little bit. This is why it's called the grind. Yes. yes. It is a grind. Every day is a grind. <laughs> but Frank continues in Jupiter. Chuck Marlowe is down in Jupiter. We're celebrating Valentine's Day together here. At the Schnucks, it's going through some of those modifications. It was a Shop and Save for many years, but Schnucks came in and grabbed 19 of those to make sure area neighborhoods still had a grocery store mm-hmm. to head to. That's why we are here celebrating this location. And when the food arrives, we will even if Travis Ford is on the line. I we have we to have some. We have to hang up. A, you have food for. Don't be shy, ma'am. Come on up. Yeah. Look don't ever be shy. Mar- here. Margaret, if you have food, can just, we call you Maggie? You can deliver. All right, Maggie. <laughs>
2: It doesn't sound alright, Margaret. It is. What? This looks fantastic. This is um, a new chip, flatbread tried. crisps. I'm all. Oh, bored. and we got cheese. Yeah. Oh, looks, you can eat you can eat cheese on your
1: diet, right? It's a proteinish thing. Yeah, right? I just try to eat whatever healthy is. Okay, so you know. So if it's not healthy, put it in front of me. <laughs> if it's not healthy, I'll take it here. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so this is Charlesburg cubes that we do here. Okay, we've got cubes. cubes. cubes.
2: We Okay. All right, I like it. I'm leaving some chips and dip. Chips and Perfect. dip. And later I'll be back with some chicken. Oh, Love it. Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: Okay. Don't be a stranger. D- yeah, don't be shy. Just walk don't right be, up. You don't have to worry because we might yes. be on for another 20 minutes. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. When you walk up. So just come right up. Just and come right up. Smack rock on the head. Whatever you got to do to get just our If There's food.
1: Just bring it on up. That's we're right. not we're not shy in that regard. <laughs> Thank right, you, ever, Margaret. All right, thank you, ma'am. Uh, Illinois plays tonight. I should mention that. Six o'clock coverage here on Five The of the Fan. I play a little better basketball. I'll stay. Chuck's team. How about that? On the road in Columbus. Billikins winners last night against George Washington. Win number 16 on the season. Hoping to check in with Travis Ford. And the Blues play Arizona. That's an eight o'clock start tonight. And then Paul Goldschmidt hit a ball. Really, really far. What do you think the lead story in St. Louis is today? Paul Goldschmidt. <laughs> Frank a-
2: Cusimano reporting a ball has never been hit that far, and that's where players hang out and somebody got hit with it.
1: I have a Cardinal question for the media. Well, maybe for the players as well is this as the your question of the day. No, this is not the <laughs> failed Iggy question of the day. Will they? Will they attempt that again tomorrow? It's, I hope. It's so. kind of like pitching Brett Cecil. So he gives up a bomb, and the next day you put him back out there. Do you think Iggy <laughs> can even go back out there? They,
0: I hope. Will they have so. any
1: confidence to go back out there? I hope they do. After the failed question of the day, the morning show is live in Jupiter. We bring in now the Billikens head coach Travis Ford back home after a win over GW last night. Coach, congrats, and I know. Every road game, every game is a battle. But when you get the double-digit lead, I've been saying all day, I don't care what team you back, Marquette, Mizzou, Slew, it always happens. These teams get double-digit leads. And you just see it fritter. as a coach on the bench. When you get the double-digit lead, do you say, oh, no? <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> you'd rather have a double-digit lead than uh, than the other way around. But I know exactly what you're saying. You know, for us especially – and you know this, that, you know, uh, we, we've gotten leads and you lose them. Uh, but our team this year in general, we're sitting here with 16 wins on the year. And, uh, you know, and, and that's a lot of wins. And hopefully we got a few more left in it. But no game do we have, usually ever get big leads just because, we you know, we've struggled offensively. And when you struggle offensively, games tend to be very, very close throughout. Uh, So for us, we got a 10-point lead in the first half, going halftime tied, uh, and then end up winning by 15, which is a pretty large margin for us. So we'll take any lead we can get knowing that uh, things could change. And, you know, one thing we've tried to concentrate on here in the last week or so is let's quit – let's don't look at the scoreboard. Let's just try to play to the next play. I thought at St. Joe's I thought we played to the scoreboard way too much. Um, And let's just concentrate on playing hard.
1: I felt like last night was the classic Jordan Goodwin game because he did do a little bit of everything. I was real close to a triple-double, and I know you guys are going to need that. You're not real deep right now. I mean, you need it from every guy, but especially if Jordan can do that, doesn't have to score a ton, but if he's close to a triple-double, you're going to win more games than not.
3: Yeah, you're exactly right. We have challenged our guys uh, over the last three to four days. Uh, first of all, to everybody give a little bit more. But secondly, everybody's got to affect the game in some way. If you're not scoring, you need to rebound. Uh, you know, if you're not scoring, maybe you've got to be a great defender or you've got to get assists. We've had too many games uh, over the last three to four weeks where some guys, you know, you have guys that are just not doing anything. We don't get, you look at the stat sheet and they don't have anything in there. You've got to be able to affect the game in a positive manner somehow, and everybody can do it differently. And I thought we saw a great example of that last night. Jordan Goodwin, almost a triple-double, and I just love the pace that he played. He played with great competitiveness, great toughness. Really think he's playing good basketball right now. You look at Hassan French, who doesn't score at like six points. He really struggled from the field, but he goes and gets 13 rebounds. Uh, you know, those are the things we need to see from our team to be successful. Everybody's gotta chip in. We can't, as we tell our guys, we can't have guys, you know, one or two guys bringing their A and B game and then a couple guys bringing their D and F games. So we gotta have, you know, we gotta have some C pluses in there somewhere and then a bunch of A's.
2: Coach, you mentioned that uh, yesterday, you guys had a lot of close games this year. Yesterday, winning by double digits. How much has that had to do with your free throw improvement? Yesterday, 81%. best hit was 12 for 12. On the season, it's been something you guys struggle with a little bit, shooting right around 60%. But 81% yesterday uh, seems like it made it a lot more comfortable towards the end of the game.
3: Well, it did. As I've always said about free throws, it's always a, you know, it it can – it is, and it is a little misleading in that your your percentage as a team is usually going to be based upon who's getting to the free throw line the most and whether they're a good free throw shooter or not. Last night we shot free throws extremely well as a team, and if you looked at us last night, said, boy, that team really shoots great free throws. Well, we had one of the best free throw shooters in the league shoot 12 free throws. Um, you know, Hassan Fritz goes one for one. Uh, so, you know, it's usually a product of, you know, who's getting to the foul line the most. Um, and, you know, I think every team has good and bad foul shooters usually, and some some don't have quite as uh, some that have the difficulties that we have at times. But uh, last night it was just a product of Javon Best getting to the free throw line a lot, which we have challenged him to do a little bit more of.
1: Coach, have you checked with uh, compliance or NCAA? Does Bonner have any eligibility left? Have we looked into this yet? Because I mean, it looks like he could still play. Tell everybody what you guys did this week in practice.
3: Yeah, you know, the, you know I think, you know, most of you know we're very, very short-handed. Uh, the, the probably the thinnest uh, team overall that I've ever coached in 22 years. Uh, we were, we went through a 10-day span where we only really had five scholarship players that were even practicing. And it made practice, obviously, a little difficult to simulate and to prepare. So what we've done, we've called some former players uh, that have played here. For NCAA rules, you can invite former players or the only guys that can come in and practice. So we've reached out to many of them. Uh, Anthony Bonner came in and helped us. Aaron Hines came in and helped us. We talked to Larry Hughes. He's been out of town. But hopefully he can come in and help, and we're open to anybody else. That's out there that we may have missed that can come in and help. Anthony Bonner, I tell you what he did—he came in and really was physical presence inside, which we don't ever get to compete against. So it's great for Hassan French, but also he was a great mentor—a really good mentor, talking to these guys about his experiences at St. Louis University, his experiences in the NBA. Um, so that was a very, very valuable to our team.
1: Travis Ford with us. Billikins are coming back home. It's not just LaSalle on Saturday. It's also the uh, Hall of Fame day. And a couple of notables that you are aware of, Earl Austin Jr. goes into the Billiken Hall of Fame, also Dr. Richard Shafitz. With both, I said, how did they not get in before? Uh, give us your take on working with Earl. I look at him and Rammer, and it's sort of this yin and the yang. You have the guy who is type A, who's ready to murder each ref every night. That would be Rammer. And then there's the lovable Earl laughing at everybody and smiling all the time. What's your basketball interaction like with Earl?
3: Oh, it's been tremendous. Uh, you know, I think you, you said it. Uh, just a lovable guy. Somebody that's always in a great mood. Uh, just a terrific, terrific guy. Uh, but, you know, I've learned quickly uh, his impact on basketball at the high school level onto the college level, uh, what it's been uh, to the city of St. Louis and the surrounding area. You know, I ask him about a lot of players. He gives me his opinion, and I trust it greatly because he's not embellishing. He gives you the honest truth about a player. Um, but, you know, he has really helped a lot of a lot of uh, young athletes around here get scholarships. Uh, he's just made a big impact overall uh, on the city of St. Louis and the athletics and high school uh, and in Billiken Athletics, what he's meant to our basketball program and uh, how he's promoted our basketball program. Uh, he's a great ambassador for Billiken basketball. Uh, as you mentioned, very, very much deserved. He's just made an impact on so many people in, in sports in general for St. Louis.
1: And how well have you gotten to know uh, Dr. Schaffetz? I know he's not at every game when he is. He's notable there on the uh, the sideline there. He may yell at a ref or two. Uh, what's mm-hmm. your relationship like with him?
3: Oh, it's been great. I've really enjoyed getting to know uh, him and his family uh, And you know it's uh, as I said, he you know he has shared his story uh, to our players on several occasions, and I think it's just a very motivating, inspiring story on how he came to St. Louis University with nothing, and uh, and how he made himself into a tremendous success through using the university, his education, the relationships that he built here, um, and you know obviously has become a tremendous, tremendous success, and he's used that success to give back. And which has been a great example for many other people. I think when they've seen how he has given back to the university in such a, uh, big manner, it's, it's, it's made other people say, wow, you know, if he can do it, maybe I need to get back. Uh, but he's been a great example to our players on it. You know, if you work hard, you develop relationships, you use your education that you get here from St. Louis university, you know, great things can happen. And, uh, you know, he, he's a great supporter of our basketball team and somebody who we all look up to and admire, and uh, we really appreciate all the support and the example he sets for our players.
1: Coach, last one for me. Uh, down the stretch here, you kind of get through the dog days of February. March starts looming. Players get a little more excited. Have you used the fact that you're a depleted group? I mean, is that a rallying cry for you guys now that, hey, we got to – there's nowhere to turn. I mean, you're using alumni for practice. I mean, has that been something you guys have – Tried to turn it into a rallying cry?
3: Oh, a little bit. I don't talk a lot about it. I don't want them to do the other. I don't want them to use it as an excuse. Um, you know, I've always been that way when it comes to injuries or whatever it is. Uh, you know, all that's a part of the game. You know, you need five players to play, and I expect those five players who are ever who are in the game to make plays to help us win and be successful. I don't care if you were playing. 30 minutes or five minutes before, if you're in the game, we expect you to contribute. We expect you to make positive plays and to give it everything you've got. And, uh, you know, our guys, I think they know we're shorthanded. They get that, Uh, you know. uh, So, you know, we're asking a little bit more from each player to give us a little bit more. uh, And we've kind of outlined that. How do you give more? Where can we see you giving more? We've outlined that for them. Um, So, we don't spend too much time talking about being injured and what we have or don't, what we don't have. Uh, we just try to go to work every day and be the best that we can with whatever players are out there.
1: All right, and Coach, if you lined up today to shoot 50 free throws and Kusumata's next to you shooting 50 free throws, you make
3: how many and he makes how many? Mm. I'll probably make 50. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to miss any. I better not. Um, and uh, I'm going to get Frank uh, – you know, probably around. I'll give Frank, maybe forty-five. Is that a pretty good number? For Frank? Ooh, wow. wow! I was. Wow. I was going I'll to take set, the under.
1: I was going to go forty-one-ish, which I thought was being polite. But coach, then again, you gave yourself fifty.
3: So I might miss one just you okay. know making feel a little better, so I don't mm-hmm. you know. I might miss one just just so not to rub it in a little bit. So.
1: <laughs> Forty. We yeah. might have to do this one. Hey, coach, uh, good luck this weekend. <laughs> Thanks for hopping on. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. All right, Travis Ford, the Billiken head coach with us. He, went, I was thinking, Frank, if you're being nice, I mean, he probably could knock down 42, 43. Give him 45, and that's a lot. Then, again, then again, he had Steve himself Nash. at 50-50. How, yeah. many,
0: how many teams in college basketball can you say they're, from a free throw standpoint at least, the coach can outshoot the players?
1: All of them. <laughs> Every single
2: that's what the, look guys who were slip, guys yeah. who were maybe good players, but in the old school, they could all shoot free throws. Players <laughs> today can all shoot threes, and they have forgotten how to shoot. Free I throw. don't
1: know if Majerus is my coach. I'm like, you know, I could make 40. I'm like I'd, <laughs> like, I'd like to see that. You know, you get out there and shoot. Well, he coach. needs a
2: break halfway through. But I will tell you this: uh, I, one thing I was thinking about bringing back these players. Alabama football did this a couple years ago, and they have outlawed it starting last year because they brought back. Trent Richardson and Blake Sims and a bunch of these guys to practice against them to prepare for guys in bowl games and things. Because
1: Richardson was available because yes. the NFL career. Exactly right. He's playing <laughs> the AAF right
2: now. I saw uh, that. Anyway, I wonder if, you know, because you think about, like, North Carolina, the team that they could bring back there to teach the guys. You would think at some point they would outlaw that. They've already it done it. Could, like, it
1: could be an advantage if Correct. in your practice you have these guys who just were yeah. a year removed James from the Worthy and
2: Michael Jordan are coming back to teach you how to play basketball. Seems like an unfair advantage. You could turn we were bringing on, Hadley back for. I understand why it's off. Day. Actually, it's it. alumni day. It's John <laughs> is
1: joining us to school us. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry, I had to go get some power pellets. Uh, the hot dogs. Anyhow, it's interesting. Isn't that what they
1: call it? Sand to the beach? Because at some point we're gonna. Not that I'm begging for, but at some point we're gonna have a big food spread. and John's like, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, John okay. can't eat well, most
2: of
3: it. Yeah, you know, it's gonna hey,
1: Rocky don't touch anything until I've had a chance Ooh, to Oh, sure. there it is. I oh, what that is So, oh, we've got beef. We've got bacon. Uh, is that scallops? It. Pass it. Jalapeno. It, and really well, jalapeno. it. it looks yeah. kind of gourmet. All right. I'm that's why Rocchio stared at it. It's, it's interesting.
2: Out have different interactions because if I went to Frank and said, Frank,
1: I need to go down and f- shoot 50 free throws, uh, his response to me would be, okay, well, what's my percentage of cut? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes. If I make 45, what do I get back? Exactly. A uh, big weekend for the Bills, though, with Shafe, uh, How does Dr. Schaefer not get in the Hall of Fame? He gave him $27 million. He just now is getting in the Hall of Fame. out hope. what hold. is the incentive? You're right. They're like, million. a little more, you might yeah. make that Hall of Fame. That's tough. He's like, you know, Earl's great, but he, has he given You're $27 more, he's like a painter. you always more appreciated after you die. One of our great sponsors this hour is Appliance Discounters. They have a location in St. Charles. They're also in South County, Baldwin, Webster Groves. That's the original spot. You'll hear... Denise and her brother Tony and some of those commercials, they started on Watson, that location, and that was it. It was her husband John, her brother Tony, the three of them, and now they've grown to have six locations, all St. Louis employees. So when you're shopping for appliances, keep it local. That's what Appliance Discounters is all about. They're also in the city of St. Louis and Fairview Heights, Illinois. You add it up, that should be six. You can also find them on the web, theappliancediscounters.com, real simple, if you need an appliance, get the biggest names, Frigidaire, GE, Electrolux, and get them at the lowest prices. And, again, on the web, it's discounters.com. We also have Mardi Gras, big event coming up.
0: Tell you what, Martin, Saturday, the Cajun Cook-Off. It's the area's best Creole cooks coming together to serve you up a heaping platter of fun. Sign up now if you think you have what it takes to win, or you can just pick up an all-inclusive pass that includes cooking demos from celebrity chefs, A whole lot of Cajun food and open bar to quench your your thirst and boot-stopping tunes straight out of the Big Easy. If your stomach is growling, then head on over to stlmardigras.org now to pick up your all-inclusive pass and make sure to come hungry. That's stlmardigras.org for this Saturday, the 16th, the Cajun Cook-Off.
1: All right, this is the question before we had Travis on. I was starting to ask for fans, media, players, when you mention Mike Schilt, could
0: have asked Travis that question. When,
1: when you when you mention Mike Schilt and you say, "This is no offense to any previous manager," isn't that automatically kind of a shot at Mike Matheny? Like yes. every player has. And this is no, and then Franklin said, "This is no offense to." And Jim Hazel said, "This is no offense to." But boy, these players really like Schilt. Or boy, this camp is really smoother. It reminds me of Kim Anderson because we would want to talk about how terrible the team was, but we felt kind of bad. Yeah. To, so they would be three and 14 would say, Kim Anderson, who's a great guy. Yeah. And you'd always say a great guy. Yeah. And then you would get into, boy, that's the worst team I've ever seen in my life. Oh, that's the worst. What a great guy. We're getting this now. Have you sensed that with and Everybody qualifies it. This is no offense to any other managers we've had around here.
2: It's interesting because, yes, I have noticed that. And it's interesting because of the way that it happened. You got that after La Russa. With Matheny, yeah, he's a little bit more relatable with the guys. He's not so hard. It's not so cutthroat. But because LaRusso went out on a championship, of course, you don't have to say no offense before that. Matheny went out mid-season for the first time since, what, the early 90s. That doesn't happen as a Cardinal. It's, it's definitely because of the way they went out. And Matheny was a likable dude outside of, you know, I don't think Dexter Fowler was a big fan, but there weren't too many guys that didn't like him
1: personally. And it's usually the, it's the backup quarterback to the new guy that in four years – they're like, Schilt, well, not all the guys. like. No, maybe not. Maybe it'll never wear off, but there does seem to be a shelf life. It's amazing, though, how many people, have, when they talk about Schilt, it always starts with that qualifier where that's, they, yeah. say, they, they say, well, this is no offense to him, but, boy, he really communicates well. They really like this guy. Nice
2: people do that. I think that, that may be indicative of the Cardinals just trying to take care of their guy. You know, if you're not so nice, you don't care so much. You're like, yeah, Schilt does this. And they're like, well, what about Matheny? I said, yeah,
1: Schilt does, does this. this. And he is a very nice man. I don't think he's a hick. That's what the guy on Twitter said earlier. We, we, I think we oh, put that boy. to rest. He's a nerd. He to,
0: yeah, nerd. He's, he's a nerd. A, but he he's nerd. especially a nerd because well, he, he wears say his, that. I'm yes. a baseball
1: – and keep in mind, Tom Brady, according to nerd. TJ, is a nerd. Yes. Tom is the biggest nerd I've ever met. So, so <laughs> Schilt, you're in good company, okay? Tom
2: is a big nerd. Schilt looks so goofy with the flat-billed hat on. Yes. That's, that's like the epitome of when you, when you see a guy – like some guys can pull off the flat-billed hat. I mean, hell, half the major league does it, but – he looks especially nerdy with a flat-billed hat. Tom, uh, Tom has $100 million. His wife's worth about $300 million, and he's still a nerd. So the amount of money you make and the position you hold doesn't make you any less of a nerd.
1: All right, does this make me weird? Yes. That if you look up any of Schilt's traits or story, you know, Wikipedia. Go to Wikipedia and read his background, his history. They have his record wrong. And I, he really? was 41 and 28. They list him at forty and twenty eight and it 's really weird because he got that last game before the all star break It was a Saturday night, so he had one game, and they said, "Well, this was just to kind of give him a little feel for the team, which was weird, but it was before the break it doesn 't matter at all, but every time I see his record and it 's listed at forty and twenty i'm like that 's not right it 's forty one edit it just."
0: Yeah,
2: Wikipedia. If, if uh,
1: I, I could added figure added this out. Run by us. Yep. Can, is it We, are,
0: we put Charlie Marlowe as a famous model from Toledo, Ohio. Think, was you he a hand model or yeah. was he a
1: model? It's a model. Model, okay. You whatever you want. We wanted to see how long that could live on Wikipedia. Charlie Marlowe, famous model from Toledo. I doubt Toledo. anybody got it on, on there and
0: noticed it. Oh, somebody actually changed it. Yeah, someone changed it, but it was a couple weeks.
2: You would think up the there.
1: Toledo page wouldn't be getting <laughs> a lot of traffic in the first place. <laughs> yeah, how about that? So, all right, Hoff, if you get a chance at the end of the day, get to Wikipedia and correct that. Okay. It shouldn't bother me. But the man was. Well, uh,
0: the weird things do bother you, like uniform. And this numbers. is no
1: offense to anybody before him, but he did <laughs> have a pretty good record. It's forty-one and twenty-eight. <laughs> All right, let's do a quick break here. We're live at the Schnucks in O'Fallon, the Monticello location for Schnucks. Highway K is where we're located, off of easy to find. Valentine's Day last-minute items, dozen roses for twenty-four ninety-nine. Buy one, get one free. The Russell Stovers chocolates. Pick up simply Schnucks the magazine. You can do a steak night. Steak night Date night they've got a lot of great recipes in there in all of those magazines simply schnooks there's that simply slim magazine. those are all complimentary at your area schnooks. We're going until three o'clock here on five night to the fan
2: We were just kids when we fell in love not knowing what if what I will not give.